to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And if you're on a platform that supports it, we most certainly would appreciate if you left us a rating or a review. And thank you so much for supporting the show. Is attitude more important than IQ is our topic for today. Before we dive into the actual content for today's podcast, I do want to share with you an experience that I had while I was in the army for 10 years. My first duty assignment was in Germany in a little town called Bad Hurstfeld. The purpose of that specific base was to be a speed bump back in the day when there was an East German border. The idea was this base that I was on would act as a bit of resistance to the East German forces, slow them down enough for the rest of the other regiments to then come up and meet the battle where it was taking place in Bad Hurstville. Yeah, that's a jacked up set of circumstances. <laughs> I didn't learn that till later. Nonetheless, while stationed there, I had an opportunity to work with men that were probably not the sharpest pencils in the basket. As a service member, when you are processing the initial paperwork to become a service member, you have to take what's called an ASFAB test. It's a vocational exam that was developed in the early 60s to mimic some of the pieces and parts that make up an IQ test. If memory serves me, the range was between 64 and 145. Generally speaking, the folks that I was stationed with in Bad Hurstville, they were all combat services. And you didn't have to have a very high IQ to be in combat services. Their GT scores were probably at a maximum, talking about averages, somewhere around 90, 95 at the most. I saw behaviors. I saw ingenuity. I saw the ability to problem solve with those men like I have never seen in the civilian sector. Although their IQ scores were not as high as the Army would have them to be, to have any opportunity on the books, these were some of the sharpest and brightest folks that I have real good recollection of while I was a service member. Fast forward three years down the road, and I come stateside to Fort Campbell in Kentucky, and now I'm working with military intelligence folks. Their primary role is to take all forms of language, all forms of intel, and reduce it down to what our commanding general wanted to know each morning in his intelligence briefing. Well, everyone in the intelligence community has a GT score or an ASFAB score of 110 or more. The average in that space was 
somewhere around 125 to 130. Remember, this goes to 145. So these were, by Army standards, the best of the best, the brightest of the brightest. When I tell you, I don't typically compare, but when I compare and contrast what I saw in the intelligence community versus what I saw in the cavalry regiment that I was in in Germany, night and day difference. All of that ingenuity that I've talked to you about, I didn't see that in the military intelligence space. I saw folks who were able to read a book and tell you what was in the book. Darn near verbose, but practical application was absent. The component where we take the information and are able to apply it as if one had wisdom that piece was absent. There's another little piece that we call common sense. It too would help you to leverage the information with the situation, give you a little bit of an edge in making a decision. On average, when I looked at those folks who had the lower scores that are in the cavalry regiment that were combat arms, they just appeared to me more dynamic, having the ability to problem solve again like I've never seen it. But from this point forward, I am going to curtail any additional opinions. I'm going to present to you information by Dr. Carol Dweck. You have heard her here on the show before in the form of a book review that we did on Mindset. The New Psychology of Success. So here's the deal. Attitude and IQ are two distinct and important factors that can influence our success in life. While IQ is often believed as the essential measure of intelligence, conversely, attitude refers to an individual's approach or mindset toward a particular task or situation. Just in the last episode or two, I've shared with you a couple of accounts where I've been able to coach certain individuals as part of my give back. What I determined over time, years, is that I couldn't effectively coach and mentor until I was able to get this mindset piece correct. It's not an opinion. It's a fact that played out in my life. But I say that because it's really important to note that mindset is one of the key drivers that we're looking to change with the work we do on this channel. As we get ready to jump into the actual study that was done at Stanford to prove this out one way or another, I want you to keep that in mind. Mindset. Is attitude more important than IQ is our question for today. Right out of the gates, I want to tell you that attitude predicts success better than IQ. The research shows that attitude is a more significant predictor of success than is IQ. In the study that was done by Carol Dweck at Stanford University, students with a growth mindset, 
which is an attitude that emphasizes learning and resilience, always outperform those with a fixed mindset, which is an attitude that emphasizes innate talent, that, that would be in the IQ space, in academic achievement. Number two, attitude impacts how we approach challenges. Our attitude can significantly impact how we approach and respond to challenges. Individuals with a positive attitude tend to be more resilient and persist far better in the face of obstacles. On the other hand, individuals with a negative attitude may become easily discouraged and give up more quickly. Research point number three, attitude affects our motivation. Attitudes also influence our motivation to achieve our goals. Those with a positive attitude tend to have higher levels of motivation and are more likely to persist in the face of setbacks. On the contrary, individuals with a negative attitude lack motivation and struggle to maintain efforts toward achieving their goals. Point number four, attitudes impact our relationships. Yes, Attitudes also play a role in our relationships with others. People with a positive attitude are generally more optimistic and tend to have better social skills, leading to more success, better personal and professional relationships and an enhanced outcome. Research point number five. Attitude is something that we can change. While IQ is largely seen as the fixed trait, attitude is something that we can work on and continuously improve. We do this by adopting a growth mindset and focusing on developing a positive disposition and a positive attitude. Individuals can increase their chances of success simply by changing their mind toward a more positive state. And so while IQ can certainly play a role in shaping an individual's success, attitude is a more critical factor in determining the outcome. By adopting a positive attitude and developing a growth mindset, individuals can increase their chance of success in a variety of arenas of life. Now, we need to deal with an assumption very quickly. For the purpose of all the work that we just discovered from Stanford that talks to our question, which is, is attitude more important than IQ? As a listener, you might confer that, well, the subjects in this particular case must have had a positive attitude for us to be able to see that favorable result. The answer to that is, yes, they did. So let's deal with what if you don't have a positive mental mindset? What if that's not something that you have the skill sets for? Perhaps you simply didn't have someone help you understand the importance of a positive mental mindset. If that's you, today is a good day. Because I am going to give you six bullets 
that you can do straight away to begin to change a negative mental mindset to a positive mental mindset. Number one is to focus on gratitude. Take some time each day. Reflect on the things that you're grateful for. Try to do it three times a day, early in the morning, in your midday reset, and again at the end of the day. And this will help you shift your focus toward things that are much more positive, things that are going right in your life instead of glass half empty, things not going so well in your life. It's very difficult to be negative while being thankful or grateful. Number two, practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is one of the coolest things that I believe I've ever come in contact with along with meditation. Mindfulness is just such a tremendous tool for helping you get in touch with yourself, becoming much more aware of your thoughts and your feelings, why you behave the way you behave, associating yourself with the things that trigger you, right? It helps you to learn why you're judgmental. Why isn't your attitude the way you would like it to be? When paired with focusing on gratitude, mindfulness is an enhancer and it keeps you in a positive mental pattern so that you can break negative mental patterns. Engage in positive self-talk. Pay attention to the way that you talk to yourself. Replace negative self-talk with positive affirmations. And by all accounts, family, talk back to yourself. But don't say what the ant, the automatic negative thought is saying. Say the opposite. And it might be that you have to say it more than one time to gain control of the situation. And if that's necessary, you now know that it's necessary. So just go ahead and execute that till you get the freedom you need. This will boost your confidence and improve your overall mood. Number four is to surround yourself with positivity. Spend time with quality people. OQP. Only quality people. And that's going to set you up for the surrounding and the environment that you need to flourish. If you're around people who really don't have anything in common with what you're up to and what you have on the horizon, they're always speaking negativity into your life, reminding you of all of the fears that you might have shared with them in confidence and time past. That is not the setup we're looking for. Break free of that. Put yourself in a wholesome environment with people in a network with folks in a mastermind that are doing the same thing you're doing on the same pathways that you're on that can be an encouragement to you. Number five, practice acts of kindness. I find in my own life, the more good that I do for others, the better I feel. And that is reciprocated. The universe has a way of paying me back for the good that I do. I would encourage you also to give as much of yourself as you can with a healthy boundary. Watch how good you feel after that whole exchange has taken place.
these sort of activities just build in happiness and fulfillment. Finally, focus on situations, not problems. This has to do principally with how we've dealt with our past or not. We want to make sure that the lens that we are using is always the glass half full lens and not the glass half empty lens. Glass half full is positive. Glass half empty is negative. We're not allowed to do negative. This whole exercise is to talk us out of that pattern so that we can be positive, right? Now, when you're faced with a challenge, focus on the solution rather than dwelling and mulling over and doing that whole thing we do where we replay it over and over and over. If you are in a place where you're unable to do that, let me know. I'd love to help you by focusing on the solution rather than the problem. This shifts your mindset toward positivity and proactivity, which both align perfectly with a positive disposition. We talked about six different things that you can do right now if you had a negative attitude, because, you know, for this research to be valid in your life and to play out the way it did for the subjects, you have to have a positive attitude. Number one is focus on gratitude. Number two is practice mindfulness. Number three, engage in positive self-talk. Number four, surround yourself with positivity. Number five, practice acts of kindness. And number six, focus on the solution and not the problem. I want you to remember this as we close. Developing a positive attitude takes time and effort. The participants on our channel, we don't give up. We don't give in. We don't throw on the towel. We stay the course. We teach ourselves over time to enjoy the journey. And as a result of that stick to itness, we're able to achieve our goals, our aspirations and our dreams. So be patient with yourself and keep working toward a more positive outlook so that the statistics and the research that we share today is able to manifest in your life. And that's going to conclude this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. I do ask that you share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me on IG at your thought life, no spaces, Y-O-R thought life, and leave a comment. I always remind you, you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.